We're starting a new sermon series called God's Promises. Lately, it's been my joy to get to know what God has said. God is a good God. Please put on the screen 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. It's amazing how a person can be very rich and not know that he's rich and live in poverty all his life. The African continent is a typical example of a rich people who do not know what they have. My problem with Africa is not because God has not blessed us. In fact, you can experience all the seasons in any part of the world in Africa. Yeah, When you go to the Southern African nations, most of them have snow, they have autumn, they have winter. They have, then we have, you come up and then we have the Hamatan, you have the all year round um, sunny season, you have rainforest. Everything in the world can be found on the African continent. The best brains are Africans. One of the top mathematicians for NASA was a Ghanaian. A lot of African leaders, Professor Aloti, yeah, one of the top mathematicians in the world. Yeah. A lot of people who were inventors come from the African continent. But God is a wise God. He does not put everything on the African continent. Because God doesn't want us to just live just for ourselves. And so there is a God wants collaboration. God wants us to be a people that we glean from each other's strength. So there are some things he's giving to the white man. There are some things he's giving to the black man. There are some things he's giving to the Chinese. There are some things he's giving to, to, to the Europeans. He's giving to various kinds of people. Why? Because God wants collaboration. Somebody say God wants collaboration. Now, because he had put different things in different places, he gives all of us promises so that when you think you are disadvantaged, he gives all of us same promises. That none of us, even if you are in Africa, and you think the African continent is the most disadvantageous continent, that the white man comes for our gold. And we keep saying that over and over again. And yet we've all had our independence for many, many years. Why are we not building manufacturing plants that would manufacture the gold and sell it in our continent? So is it the white man that is the, is the problem? Or the black man has his own problems? Talk to me, somebody. God has given us promises. We don't want the promises. We want a prophet to tell us God's mind. When God has already put his word in his scriptures. There are things we can do to secure our blessings. But we never want to be focused. We want to chase after a wind. We go here to look for a wind. We go here. What is already in your hands you, you don't even recognize, as long as you don't recognize what is in your hands, there is no way that you will thrive. God has given us promises. And he says, go to his word, look through the scriptures, find out the truth of what he is saying, yet we don't want that. Praise the Lord. So there are many of us, we have struggles with all kinds of addictions. But in the word of God, God gives us a pathway what to do to break free from addictions number one what 
There are many of us, we struggle with sin, with evil. We struggle with unforgiveness. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Simon Peter, a servant, an apostle of Jesus, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God. So Peter is writing to people who have received like precious faith with us. They have received what? Like precious. So I'm writing to everybody who has received the exact thing I've received. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. So how do I experience multiplication of grace? Knowledge. Through the knowledge of God. He says grace and peace. So my peace of mind. The peace I enjoy in my relationship. The peace I enjoy in my life. The peace I enjoy in my interactions with people. The peace I enjoy in my business. He says let it be multiplied unto me. Why? Because I have a knowledge of God. What does it mean? I have gained an understanding. A revelation of who God is. I have gained an understanding of what I must do as a Christian if I am faced with business challenges for instance for instance i'm struggling with business what does the word of god says he says seest thou a man diligent in his works he will not stand before mere men he shall stand before king then i'm wondering why is my business not doing well why am i not succeeding in the things i do the bible says that the race of life is not to the swift so everybody's running very fast with business. He says the race of life is not to the swift. He says not the battle to the strong. The person who won the battle is not because he's the strongest. He says no favor to men of skill. So you look at it and you find out that when it comes to favor, you have to be skillful. Then he goes on. By the time he's saying, he says, but time and chance happens to them all. So when you read it, you would think that battle is not for the strong. No. He's saying the person who won the battle the difference between him and who his opponent was was that there was a time and then a chance he took advantage of the chance so everybody in life a chance will be open for you are you ready for it have you prepared yourself that by the time the chance opened for you you grasped it you could access it you could you could secure it so every area of your life there is what you have to do but the opportunity would always come so if you want to receive favors things you've done that favor is when people use their access the opportunities their influence to open the door for you so if you need that he says you must be skillful in what you do how did david get into the, the palace the bible says they were looking for a man who was skillful in the playing of the harp it was not his ability to throw the sling stone it was his skillfulness in playing the harp it was his musicianship that gave him access to the palace in the first place. And I'm going to teach this, this series very well on God's promises to our lives. Because a lot of us, we see, we pray a lot, but we don't see much. Because prayer has its place, but diligence to work has its place too. Praise the Lord. The Bible is full of God's promises and reminders that he is faithful God's, and, and, and I want us to look at it very very well hallelujah put the scripture there according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertains unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue so we are told that his divine power has given us exceeding great and precious promises 
that by these promises we will become partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust he says that there is a corruption in the world that corruption came by lust of the eyes lust of the flesh pride of life lust for power has brought corruption god says that he gave us his promises that we will escape their corruption and you see you don't you can't blame them too much because they don't know the god that we know so god says in that environment where things are not working like the way you expect things to work he says i've given you promises that you escape what would cause people to struggle we how why do we have to he gives us the promises so that we will live a different life we'll have a different attitude towards life we'll experience different things there'll be a transformation of our character of our thought life of the way we think and process issues when things get tough it can be easy to focus on ourselves and on our difficulties but god says i give you my promises so that in the midst of those people of the corrupt world in the midst there is an assurance for your safety there's an assurance for your preservation there's an assurance that no matter what you go through i will be your source of strength praise the lord psalm 19 verse 7 says the law of the lord is perfect refreshing the soul the statutes of the lord are trustworthy making wise the simple the law of the lord is perfect refreshing the soul so what is god saying i have given you my laws i have given you a constitutional way to live your life if you would know my truth and live by them you will live among them but your life will be different you will live among them but you will experience different things from them i've come to know in every nation in every nation even when there's war in the war-torn nation there are still rich people there you know in every village there's a rich person there every village in ghana there's a rich person every village in africa there's a rich person there two of us what is it that distinguishes them they know something that others don't know so god says that i want to set you apart to have given you my laws my laws are perfect it will refresh your soul where is your soul it's where your will your emotions and your intellect is so when you get frustrated like the way i'm frustrated this morning about our nation god says my word will refresh your soul just stay in my word just trust me to bring distinction to your life god says in the midst of your frustration i am the lord your god who teaches you to profit that is the scripture so in difficulty god gives us a glimpse of his character and what he does for those who have come to connect with him you've connected to to god he gives us a glimpse of it look at it nahum chapter 1 verse number 7 he says nahum chapter 1 verse 7 says the lord is good a refuge in times of trouble he cares for those who trust in him he does what he cares for those who so when i trust in god he'll care for me have you ever been there for somebody and they betrayed your trust before i have show me my hand yeah i have plenty times they've done it to me 
But the Lord is good. A stronghold in a day of trouble. He knows them. Give me a different translation. He cares for you. ESV, English Standard Version. Give me the simplest of English. Let's look at it. Praise the Lord. Ha. Ah, yeah. He is close to those who trust in him. So, so I, I know God is with me. He promises us to be with us all the time. Look at it. Psalm 145 verse number 9. He said, the Lord is good to all. Who is God's good to? Is it to some selected few? Is it just to the Jewish people? Is it just to white people? But he's good to who? Is it just to Nigerians? Is it just to Chinese? He's good to who? So when people say, God, the Chinese are not Christians, but look at development. The Bible says God is good to all. He's good to how many people? They say that the Muslims are are not Christians. God is good to who? And his tender mercies are over all his works. Over what? Are the Chinese children of God? Did God create them? The Japanese, did God create them? The Singaporeans, did God create them? The Norwegians, did God create them? The Germans, did God create them? This is the scripture. So God is good to all of us. But if you do not believe and work with God, then you will not get anything. People come to this church and they wonder, how are you able to do all this? Do you own the building? I laugh. I said, no, we are renting. Say so you can do it. So, do you have some special people who bring you money? No. Whatever money that God brings to us through your generous contribution, we manage it properly. When people give me money from outside, I manage it properly. So if we don't save the money and everything, I'm buying the car for myself. I'm, I was telling Pastor Victor that my car has had problems for the past three months. I've not been fixing the car. A problem that was supposed to cost me less than 500 and pay over 2000 now. Now I can afford because I want I every money was going for 31st. Except you 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 live a focused life and you build things for yourself, you will be frustrated in life and think God has not blessed you. But God brought every money you asked for. He didn't bring it in bulk. He brought it bit by bit. Many of us we pray to God, but God does it, but he does it little by little. He says, the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all who he has made. First Chronicles 16 verse 34. He says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. What does God want us to know? He says, thank me because I am a good God. I am faithful. My love endures. So even when you don't feel like I love you, I love you because my love endures. When you are frustrated and wondering, God, why me? You have not done this. God says, my love for you, it and whether you feel it or not, is inconsequential. It endures forever. Let's go to the next verse. Psalm 100, verse 5. So, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. God wants us to trust him that he is faithful. What does it mean? You can trust him. You can allow him to manage your situation. You can allow him. You can allow him. Yeah. The reason why I give 70-80% of every money that comes to me back to God 
It's not because I'm stupid. But I've come to know I can trust him. You see, you can trust God. Why? He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things that people are looking for shall be added unto you. Because when I trust God with what I have, and I commit it into his care, he has a way of supplying what I need to take care of me. So the word of God says, you can trust him. Why? Because put the scripture on the screen. Put the scripture. He says, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all gen. So, if God gives you a truth, you can bank your life on it. That truth endures I'm living it. I spoke to my, my, my bishop. My bishop tried it. He's living it. You see, any Christian who decides to live by God's promises, everything will change. I was listening to Tim Ferriss. I don't know how many of you have heard of Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss is the guy who wrote the four-hour work week. He changed my life. And he said that a friend of his decided to take the scriptures and live by it, by the way the Jewish people lived. He says, in a year, the guy became a millionaire. The guy's whole life changed. He says, I'm taking the word of God. Live by the promises. So the guy was living by scriptural promises that one year, the guy became a millionaire. How many years? Yeah. Meanwhile, this thing first, they've been wondering. They went to see the Dalai Dai- Dai- Lama or something. That man's name, I don't even know how to pronounce it. They've been running all over the place, trying everything possible, but they were not getting. Steve Jobs went on a quest, trying to find peace. The peace is in the word of God. And God is saying, I am good. You can trust me. Someone say, God is good. God is good. Why do we, is God saying he's good? <laughs> Look at it. James chapter 1 verse 17. He says, every good and perfect gift comes from God. It comes from the father of light. In whom there is no variableness, nor shadow of ten. What does this one say? Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of the heavenly light. Who does not change like shifting shadows. So you can trust him. Because he doesn't change like shifting shadows. Somebody say, God doesn't change you. See, sometimes our emotions will play games with us. But we can trust God. Sometimes our nation can be going through a difficulty. But we can trust God. But you see, in Ghana, we are fortunate. In Nigeria... There's always light problems for them. Do you know, apparently in Nigeria, they import crude oil. They import petrol. Nigeria. Is it the third largest oil producer? Yeah, they import. They import. They export the oil and import crude. And light off is a big problem in Nigeria. Everywhere you go, there's generator. Water is a problem. It means we can trust God irrespective of which nation we find ourselves in. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 28 NIV. It says, Sovereign Lord, you are God. Your covenant is trustworthy. And you have promised these good things to your servant. What, what did he say? He says what? Your covenant is what? Your covenant is what? So we can trust him. Why? Because his covenant is what? It means when God comes into a covenant relationship, in Psalm 89 verse 34, he says, King James Version, he says, My covenant will I not turn, nor alter the words that has come out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie 
unto David. So when God gives us a covenant promise, he doesn't change his mind. How many of you are happy that God doesn't change his mind? We can't trust him. You are here, you feel this, 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 this problem like an ulcer in your tummy. God's promise says, by his stripes you are healed. And so God will heal you. He says he will not withhold any good thing from us. So if God will not withhold it, then when the thing is not released, don't be afraid because that was not a good thing for you. He says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he says, for I, the Lord, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Why would God say this? It's because the people were experiencing something that was the exact opposite of it. For I know the thoughts I think. So whenever you are in doubt, wondering why God is not opening the door. Whenever you are in doubt, wondering why the door has not been opened, the finances is not released. God says, listen, I am your father. I know the thoughts I think towards you. He says, thoughts of peace and not of evil. In other words, if I did not allow the deal to go through, it was because if it comes, you will not have peace. Now, how many of you here, you met either your ex or somebody that you had a crush on after many years and you were wondering, what did I see? Show, show me my hand. You, you, you wondered, ah, let me cry there now. You, then now secretly you thank God, the person said no. See, there are many of you, you are expecting a certain door to open your office. If God opens that door, the problem you have, Sometimes the problem is not like you can get the money on. But that door can cause you to be moved away from your wife. Later on you lose everything. And then there's one problem after the other after the other. Look at the Amazon owner. What's his name? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Bezos. He went to commit adultery against his wife. It costed him half of his fortune. Because the woman has not been working all her life. She doesn't know what to use the money for. So she too, she's dashing the money. She's just dashing. Anytime they use that the husband is enjoying with somebody else. Because she cannot forgive. She feels dashing the money will cause the man to feel it. Because rich people, they don't, they don't throw money away rough, rough like that. So what he's doing that we think that oh he, she's being generous. No, she wants to spite the man. So look at it. God says, if you don't know who I am, Psalm 84 verse 11 says, for the Lord God is a son and nation. The Lord will give grace and and knelt. He gives us grace. And then he gives us what? Glory. Other translations, he gives us what? Favor. And he gives us what? Honor. Now look at what he says. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. They do what? What is right. When I do what is right, God says, I am the one who bestows grace and glory. I bestow favor and honor. And because I do these things, I will not withhold any good thing. So when the door is shut, know that I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. So this is what he says. In case your strength is little. And you are wondering God. I need more strength. He says in Isaiah 40 verse 29. He says he gives strength to the weary. And increases the power of the weak. He gives strength to the weary. And increases the power 
of the weak. He does what? He gives strength to the weary and increases the... Oh, pastor, I want to divorce my wife. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power. He does not move you out of the problem, but he gives you strength. He said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. (laughs) Hallelujah. So he says, but when I do that, and you have come to trust me isaiah 40 verse 31 becomes what i give you he says but those who hope in the lord who renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagle they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint they will so when i wait on god he renews my strength so what if i don't wait i'm so busy i'm looking for job i'm looking for deals he says your strength you will lose it but when I wait on him, how do I wait on him? By coming to hear from God. By doing my quiet time, devote, set a little time in the morning. You just play a worship song. YouTube is there. You can just play a worship song. Just type worship song. If you like foreign, type foreign worship songs. If you like local, type local. If you want Nigeria, type Nigeria. You, you create a little ambience to spend time with him where you talk to him about the deals you want to run within the week. Father, this week I'm chasing after this deal. I'm chasing after that deal. I'm chasing after this deal. I'm chasing after that deal. Would you be able to look at it for me? Somebody came to see me and we're having a conversation and the husband has spent all her money <laughs> and they've had problems in the marriage and stuff like that and she, she was worried and then I said, you see you're worrying about things that are not important god has been faithful to you just look at my face i said look at it your husband spent the money but god has given you two million it's two million no more than the money you spent he says i said but your husband is not aware of this two million he says i said this two million is god's god's insurance for you that keep the two million so that you are not worried about what have been lost because what you've lost is way lesser than this one then i say you can move some of the money into an account that you and your husband can spend but there's always enough money to buy anything you want and your husband cannot now determine what you wear and what he says i've not looked at the situation like that i said god is so faithful he makes provision for us in places where we lack strength and that is what he means by he gives strength you need financial strength he opens a door for you you need emotional strength he sends you a comforter he brings you somebody so you don't have a child and you are wondering god god why me god gives you strength by telling you that enjoy your marriage you can adopt somebody's child and pour yourself into that child for now he gives strength. somebody say he gives strength wherever you are lucky to close your eyes and pray god i will trust in your promises my time is up god i will trust in your promises i i will do what i will trust in your promises you want to pray and say father i will trust in your promises I've come to know that I can, I, can, I can trust in the promises of God. I can trust in the promises of God. See, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You're saying, God, it's time for me to mount up with wings like eagles. It's time for me to run like Hussein Boat and still not get tired. It's, it's, it's time to walk and not feel faint. I will not faint. I will not give up. This is my season to trust in God's word. God wants us to trust in his word. He wants us to be encouraged. No matter the experience, no matter the political climate, no matter the economic climate to which we find ourselves, no matter who is in power, it could be your party that is in power, it could be your party that is out of power. In any nation of the world, God said, I know why I place you here, but I've given you a promise that in any nation that you find yourself in, in that nation, 
you will still be different. In that nation, you will still thrive. In that nation, you will still excel. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. And pray. He said in Isaiah 43 verse 2, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. He said they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flame will not set you ablaze. Child of God, you want to pray and say, Lord, I am going through some fire, but your promise have come to tell me that Lord when I go through the fire I will not be overwhelmed by the fire the flames of my of my challenges in business will not overwhelm me it's time to trust God it's time not to lean on your own understanding it's not about your feelings it's about trusting God it's not about your feelings it's about I come on lift up your voice and begin to pray you begin to pray as a business person he says the path of the just is as a shining light it shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect morning. You want to lift up prayers unto heaven. You want to pray and say, Lord, I will trust in your promises. Lord, I will believe in your promises. Lord, ayakatosh kapal. Open up your mouth and pray. And say, Spirit of the living God, I will believe in your word. I will trust in your word. I will come, I have come to trust you. I have come to believe you. I have come to, to trust your promises. You are good and your mercies endure forever. Come on, somebody pray. You want to lift up prayers unto God. He said, you can trust me. What is God saying concerning his promises? He said, he said, uh, he said, uh, 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 the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. Uh, God says, I myself, uh, I covenant with you to always be with you. I will be with you. Jesus said, uh, I will be with you unto the ends of the earth. Uh, I will be with you. First John, uh, yeah, Romans chapter 5 verse number six uh, open up your mouth and pray jesus will be with you he will be with you he will be with you he will be with you in hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 uh, ah yakaya he said uh, he said uh, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have for he have said i will never leave you nor forsake you god is saying uh, i will not leave you kate i will not leave you michael i will not leave you Mildred, I will not leave you. He said, no matter the experience, no matter your challenge, I covenant with you. I will not leave you. No matter the experience you go through, I will not leave you. Hey, you may not feel me. You may not sense me. You may not feel I love you. But I have said it in my word. And that settles it. I have said it in my word. And that settles it. You want to lift up your voice and say, Father, this year, I'm going to live by the promises of God. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Lord, I have challenges, but I'm going to trust you. And I believe that one day at a time, you will bring me out. One day at a time, you will bring me out. One day at a time, one day, one day at a time, you will bring me out. In the name of Jesus, Spirit of the living God. Above my knees, oh God. Even as a church, we will trust you for growth. Even as a church, we'll trust you for committed people. Even as a church, we'll trust you for finances. We will trust you for our own land. We will trust you for our own location. We will trust you for the finances for it. We will believe you, Heavenly Father. 
manifest your promises in our lives and grace us on every side in jesus name see amen come on put your hands together my Lord. how many of you have been blessed by what i just preached yeah this year that's going to be our life and god says we are going to thrive we are going to thrive on god's promises we're going to live see walk with me at least give me six months of your life this year at least walk with me whatever i say do just do live by god's words trust him it may not make sense but i say i'm believing god that god is faithful and when the door closes, you know that he says he will not withhold a good thing from you and you will have a joy and a peace that doesn't make sense things will start working for you without struggle raise your hands say heavenly father this year i come into a covenant with you i will trust you i will relax but i will trust you i will work hard but it will be because i trust you not because i am afraid i will lack thank you that my sins are forgiven thank you that i have received you this day as my lord and personal savior i want you to be the lord of my life rule in the midst of my life be the king of my life guide me in my choices guide me in my decisions help me to be a christian in jesus name amen put your hands together i think wow what a blessing what a blessing